Uh-huh. See, I know that you're waiting up for the kids. Oh, so don't even go there. It's like one of us has got to take one for the team. So like, I take for the team you know, every weekend. Yeah, I was like, it sounds like it's it. Like, it's like in marriage, one person's got to be the bad cop and a good cop. It's not my fault. I'm the good cop. Oh, here we go. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, there's not. You can't think of one time that the discipline was left to you that Lisa said, I'm going to have your father no, deal with this. I'm the lights out. If, if, if I get mad, then it's over. Then if then, it has to go to him, then which it problems. doesn't happen often. I have to mm-hmm. be honest. It really doesn't. I could count on one hand how many times it's gone to right. me. Yeah. With four kids in, in 17 years. Yeah. Not, not even like maybe once or twice. Yeah. When it and, doesn't usually get to him, but if it gets to me, it's lights out. If okay. I, if I say, if, the look on my face, if my kids see that look, yeah, they know don't even. Just don't even. Yep. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I'm your co-host, Eric Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got another great episode for you this week. Thank you guys so much for emailing in your questions. If you want to send us a question, email us at whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So, as always, what's up, cuz? What's new? What's new and exciting in my life? I got the COVID vaccine. You did? Which <laughs> one did you get? I did. I got the Johnson & Johnson. Okay. I'm a one and done type of girl. Mm-hmm. And I know there's so many theories and, and things between each vaccine. And, you know, they say that the Johnson & Johnson is like 70 something percent affected, but you know, a hundred percent that you're not going to die or end up getting, you know, to go in the hospital, which that was my worst fear out of this whole COVID situation. It wasn't actually getting the COVID. It was dying or being hospitalized from it. So to me, uh, my, my, I'd rather get one and done and, and be done with it Mm -hmm. because I was afraid that if I got the first vaccine and had a really bad reaction to it, that I would probably not go for the second one. I mean, Yeah. (laughs) But all in all, I haven't heard I haven't heard many bad reactions. Most people I've heard, it's like for a few hours, maybe a day, they feel kind of sick, and then they're like, and then I felt fine. So you know, I I have to say, I, I heard a bunch of different ones. I went from hearing like nothing, no mm-hmm. reaction, which happens to be my husband, to being out for like three days, like yeah. couldn't move out of bed, mm-hmm. and you know, I got a little bit nervous. I'm not gonna lie, and um. So when I did get the vaccine, I have to tell you, I was like ready for the worst. Really? <laughs> I was like, all right, bring it on. Like I was mm-hmm. waiting for the chills and, and, and the fever. And But I have to tell you, uh, the only thing I felt was just really tired the next day. Yeah. It was like a different type of tired. I still went about my day and mm-hmm. did what I had to do. I probably did it in like slow-mo. Mm-hmm. But I still did it. But it was, it's hard to explain. It was a different type of tired, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I was able to get it um, in the city. And I kind of got it on a fluke of a friend of mine works for FEMA. And a site opened a day earlier than it was supposed to. So they didn't have any appointments booked. Oh. So she basically put me on a waiting list. She goes, if there's extra, do you want one? And I was like, well, they're just going to throw them out. She's like, yeah, they go bad. So I was like. Well, if there's extra, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I had the same thing. I just felt really, really tired. Yeah, but. and then I started questioning. I said to my husband, I didn't get really much of a reaction. Did it really take effect on me? Yeah. Do I have the antibodies? Mm-hmm. Uh, now you start like second guessing yourself. Well, I didn't get a bad reaction. Right. Is it working in me? And Well, do you usually get like a flu shot every year? 
you know, some years I do and some years I don't, and I never get a reaction from the flu shot either. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's, I mean, because there's always the big vaccine debate right now with, I mean, it was before COVID now, even more so, but I found with friends of mine, I would always get the flu vaccine every year. And then I had other friends. It's like, they got it one time, got really sick. And then they were like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Like, yeah. so I think it just shows like, yeah, everybody does react differently. Yeah. You know what else is another theory I heard? And my husband made fun of me because when he got the vaccine, because he got his couple months ago, um, he had no reaction. And I, the theory was that they were finding that the elderly people, like mm-hmm. I'm talking like, you know, elderly, like 70s, 80s, 90s year olds that were getting the vaccine were not getting any reaction because their immune system they really don't have a good one. So the, the people that didn't have a good immune system weren't getting any reactions. But the really healthy young people that were getting the vaccine huh. were getting like the worst reactions. So my husband's like, so your theory is the crappier your immune system is, the less reaction you get. So it's funny because it was an ongoing joke when he got his vaccine that didn't get any reaction. I'm like, oh, you got a crappy immune system. Yeah, maybe. So then when I got my vaccine and he saw that I really didn't get much of a reaction, he goes, I guess you got a crappy immune system yeah. yourself. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Right. Or I was going to say, is it, um, it's kind of like with babies, right? If you don't expose them to any germs, that's yeah. bad. You're supposed to. So maybe it even just says the older you are, the more you've been exposed to. Exactly. I like life. that theory better. Or maybe as a baby, people weren't as, you know, conscious yeah. of all the cleaning of everything or there wasn't antibacterial soap. It was just soap. Like, exactly. you know, all those little things. Maybe that's it. Well, I could tell you from when I got my vaccine, there was a group of like six of us that went together mm-hmm. and I was the only one that did not get any reaction. Interesting. It's Exhausted. a different type of tired, though. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's it just like, you. it feels you, it's weird. I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain it, but it's weird. But like my next concern is now, you know, my daughter's off to college in September and I'm starting to see some of these universities saying that you need a vaccine before coming back to school in the fall. And it's like, my daughter's college hasn't announced it yet. Mm-hmm. But what do I do? Because if she does need the vaccine, I want her to get it here when she's with me. Right. Not when she's away at college. And I kind of have to be honest. I want to choose which vaccine she gets. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my theories behind it. I'm not, I, I'm all for whatever, whatever vaccine you chose. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying yay or nay to any of them because if I wasn't able to get the Johnson Johnson, I was going to get a Moderna. Yeah. You know, to me, you know, it didn't matter. But the other ones are brand new technology, which is wonderful. I'm not saying it's not, but. For me to give it to my child, mm-hmm. I would take it before my child. Right. You know, she's young and, you know, you're hearing so many different stories. And again, it could be the media hyping things up. It could be, you know, the internet. Mm-hmm. But once you hear something and it's in your head, you kind of like don't know how to get rid of it. So I just want more information before I expose my kids to it at this mm-hmm. point. Well, that's it's interesting. Of I know a couple people that they were able to get the vaccine. They qualified. And now it's time that their kids are able, mm-hmm. but they don't want their kids to get it yet. What? Any of them. Yeah, it's just that it's a really I get hard it. decision. I get it too. Mm-hmm. They This virus, no one knows anything about this virus. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. It's brand spanking new. Yeah. They want studies on it. What studies can you have? This virus has been out for one year. Mm-hmm. You can't get studies unless something's been out for many years. Well, I mean, especially the long-term effects. Exactly. So so here I have, you know, I have one daughter. 
And how do I know that this virus, if she gets it or the vaccines, whether it's one of the three at this point, Mm -hmm. how do I know that's not going to affect her in the future? We don't know. Yeah, because one thing I think people were talking about is we don't know with like fertility. Exactly. And so that was the other person I knew. Same thing. She had had two daughters in their young 20s. And she's like, what if I have them get it? And then they have fertility problems later. Like you always think it's like going to be something that was even... um, when I was in high school, the uh, HPV vaccine came mm-hmm. out and there were people getting it right away. And then there were other people that were waiting. Yeah. And the main worry for everyone, though, was like, well, this has to do with, you know, the reproductive system. And what if it affects fertility? But exactly. then the other side of it is like, yeah, but HPV can be more dangerous. So and I get it. And when my kids were of age that the HPV virus of uh, the HPV vaccine, you know, was of age for them, I didn't have an issue giving it to them because it's been out for years. Yeah, at least and 10. And there's information yeah. on it. And and I'm an information person. You mm-hmm. give me information, I can make a decision based on that. Mm-hmm. But this COVID vaccine is brand spanking new and no one has answers for it. Yeah. So, so how do I inject something into my children that I don't have information on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the brunt of it. Yeah. But I'm not ready to give it to them yet. I mean, I understand that, but it's it's hard because basically in the future to do almost anything, it's going to be like, are you vaccinated? It's so true. Or, it is so true. You know, or the debate is Sophia is going to college mm-hmm. and the debate is like, okay, is the side effects from the vaccine worse or better than if you got COVID? Nobody knows. It's like for and, some people, it's it's going to be one or the other. Like, and that's the million dollar question. Mm-hmm. It is nice to have the sign of like life getting back to normal, though. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. This has been way too long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just excited to uh, know that a lot of people are getting vaccinated now and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, look who decided to pop in. It's Mr. Buddy Velastro himself. Special guest appearance today. Special guest. Who are the lucky listeners? (laughs) Oh, you. You are a lucky listener, baby. Did you get lonely out there? You wanted to come join? No, I, I actually <laughs> just got off like 10 phone calls. So oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, my husband forgot to go pick up my son from lacrosse because oh, he was uh, oh, really? on phone calls <laughs> and I was in here filming a podcast with you. you Thank God for my Sophia? daughter. Let me tell you. Thank God. Thank God for Sophia. Oh, yes. I'm going to miss her next year, Erica. Let me tell you. I'm sure you are. Yeah. I said to my son, are you going to take over all the driving that your sister does for me? Is it? Well, Buddy? I think that when kids get their license at 17, they'll drive anywhere. I know, you but know, is he as like safe as Sophia? <laughs> the question like, is, can, is can, as you go to a store, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hope and so. And then when they're like like 19, they're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to like go yourself? I don't know. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. Out, right? I didn't mind, but what I minded was when I was in college, I came home from my freshman year of college. My sister was like, I think freshman or eighth grade. And I was going out, and my mom was like, oh, pick up Carla on your way home. And I was like, well, my curfew's 1.30. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, so I'll just pick her up. And I was like, I wasn't allowed to stay out till 1.30 when I was <laughs> in eighth grade. You weren't allowed to stay out till 1.30, Erica? When I was in college, yeah. I'm going to have to talk to Angie, Sonny. <laughs> oh, I'm man. But I wasn't Wait till out, I get out. them. I lived in Binghamton, New York. It's not like out. I'd be at a friend's house. But her theory was the bars close at 2 a.m. You need to be home as the bars are closing because that's when the drunks are on the road. Yeah. So that was her theory. So she, right. we were in huge trouble if we were not home by two. But my sister was like at a friend's house at a sleepover. And I was like, wait, she just gets to stay out. And my mom just goes, yeah, we're tired. 
Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Let me tell it's you, the third kid. We're tired. I don't know how I'm going to be with that because I will not be able to go to bed unless I know my kids are home and I need to go to bed at night. If I'm not sleeping by a certain time, I am a cranky, cranky well, elf. You'll probably do what and my mom does. She falls asleep at nine and then she re-wakes up like at midnight. Oh, yeah. And then it's like checking and it's like, oh, okay, everyone's home. And then she goes back to bed. Uh-huh. See, I know that you're waiting up for the kids. Oh, so don't even go there. It's like one of us has got to take one for the team. So I like, take for the team you know, every weekend. Yeah, I was like, it sounds like it's it. Like, it's like in marriage, one person's got to be the bad cop and a good cop. It's not my fault. I'm the good cop. Oh, here we go. I'm just saying. I mean, you know. There's not, you can't think of one time that the discipline was left to you that Lisa said, I'm going to have your father no, deal with this. I'm the lights out. If, if, if I get mad, then it's over. Then if then, it has to go to him, then which it doesn't problems. happen often. I have to be mm. honest. It really doesn't. I can count on one hand how many times it's gone to right. me. Yeah. With four kids in, in 17 years. Yeah. Not, not even like maybe once or twice. Yeah. When it and, doesn't usually get to him, but if it gets to me, it's lights out. If okay. I, if I say, if, the look on my face, if my kids see that look, yeah, they know don't even. Just don't even. Yep. Uh, my dad never yelled, but he had the he has no patience. So the minute you don't do what he says, he would just like take something away. That's He'd just it. be like, no car tomorrow. And you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just asked me. He's like, well, I asked you 10 minutes ago and you didn't get up and move. And that's done. And we're like, well, with mom, we get a warning. <laughs> She's more patient, you know? Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's just... I don't even say there's a warning in this house. It's this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to sit there and say yes or no. This is it. Like, yeah. Don't even uh, duh, 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 nothing. That's well, it. Done. There's a bad guy. And a good guy. <laughs> I guess we all know who the bad cop is. I don't know, but it's, I mean, is. it almost seems like, though, if it gets to you, then it's the worst cop. Then it's yeah, like the yeah, chief. Yeah. But it, it doesn't. It happens so rare. Right. You just don't even realize it. Yeah. yeah. But it helps, you know. Yeah. No. No. Listen. Then they play you all against each other. That's always like my kids will know who to ask for what. Yeah. That's always the move. Yeah. 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 And you then I bank. argue with him. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what my answer was gonna be. Uh-huh. So why did you give in? Yeah. Because I'm the good cop. Here we go. <laughs> you know. Well, I always I- said you ask your mother, and they're like, I asked you. Doesn't it make you feel like, oh, you're just as important in this uh-huh. decision making? That's a trick, though. It's my trick. dad would always immediately go ask mom. Psychological. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. But what'd your mother say? And they, He'll do that with Carlo because Carlo likes to play those games on his phone. Yeah. And he's like, can I spend the dollar? I'm like, no. And then he'll go and ask his father. I'm like, sure. And then <laughs> he's like, dollar. go ask your mom. I'm like, no. And then he'll go back and ask dad. Again? And then he'll give in. Then I'll say, yeah. And then and then if, if it's really no, I'm like, well, your mom said no, you know? It's your mom's fault. Everything mm. is your mom's fault. Well, bad cop and a good uh, cop. The advice I was told to me once, though, is you can turn a no into a yes, but you can't turn a yes into a no. And that's why a lot of parents will instinctively always say no mm-hmm. and then go yeah. look into it. Makes sense. One theory. One theory. But usually, yeah, one parent's a no and one's usually a yes. But... I, my trick would be I would just get my dad in on it. Like if I wanted to go see a movie, I'd be like, "Dad, you want to go see this movie with me?" And then it'd be like, "Well, me and Dad are going." Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then my dad's sitting there being like, "What do you mean we can't go?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, you got to know how to play that game. But hey, look, as long as they do what they got to do in school, mm-hmm. they're respectful. They're they they're good kids. You know, you want to, in in my mind, let them do as much or, or 
have as much fun as they possibly can. As long as they're safe and, and you know, they're respectful. And, and, you know, listen, you have the conversations with your kids about everything. You have the conversations about growing up, you know, and dating and, and drinking and, and everything. And you just want to have, a, in my opinion, an open relationship. It's like, look, I'm trusting you. I'm putting this out there. But the first time you lie to me or you go behind my back or, you know, you take it too far, well, then that's it. Then it's taken away from you. Like, like I'm trying to be realistic, right, mm-hmm. to, to, to being, you know, 17 years old. And um, you want them to enjoy life and you want them to have the best life possible, but you want them to learn from the mistakes that we've made. Mm-hmm. But there's also a big difference with what he was allowed to do at 17 years oh, old. Oh, for sure. And what I was allowed to do. Oh, I thought you meant just, and your Listen, kids are Listen, your mother's here right now. We <laughs> you can know? call her in here yeah. and pick on your mother. No, it's just that, I, you know, I was raised really, really strict. But also so, you're the oldest, right? And I'm the oldest. And you're the youngest. I am the first generation so, here. Oh, wait a second. Time out. When, when I was 17, just, just to, you know, throw the, this <laughs> out there. I, I also had 30 employees. I had quit high school and I was I was running the bakery. Mm-hmm. I worked six, seven days a week, 12 hours a day. What was my mother going to say? You you have a curfew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It, it was not really. The thing is, is no matter how late. Look, my father planted the seed when I was a young boy and I was 15 years old. I'll never forget it. He says, you can go out. You can stay out as late as you want. You want to go hang out with your friends, whatever. He goes, as long as your ass gets up for work in the morning, but you're working. Mm-hmm. And and you got to and you gotta be there and you got to be whatever. So the first night, you stay out till 3 o'clock in the morning. And then he knocks on your door at 5. And then you're like a zombie. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, well, you know what? maybe instead of just driving around with my friends doing nothing, I went to bed at 12 and, you know, and, and, and that's kind of what you did, but I knew my responsibilities. It's a different and generation. Yeah. My husband's got to get Listen, I remember, I remember being in my twenties. Okay. Going, going out to clubs on a Saturday night, closing the club at three in the morning, going to my house and, and my cousin would actually sleep over. And I remember leaving him in my, in my room, <laughs> And going to work, he'd be like, where are you going? I'm like, I gotta go to work. I, 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 I mm-hmm. and and it didn't matter, no matter how late, no matter what. That morning, I went to work because I had a responsibility. But on top of it, though, there is something of being the youngest, and you were the only boy. Yeah, and at the time, my dad definitely, and, and my dad yeah. passed away. So it was just my mom. It was completely different, mm-hmm. was different generations, different stories growing up. Right. So, but. My kids have a lot of freedom compared to the freedom I had. Mm-hmm. But I want them to because I also feel like, you know, I think we've talked about this in the past. When you take something away from someone and they can't have it, the minute they get a taste of it, it yeah. it's like, that's well, it. It's a trust issue, too. You got to say, hey, look, I trust you guys and you're going to go somewhere. And look, you want to have an open relationship. and and I And I had a really open relationship with both my parents. Mm-hmm. I told my dad everything. I didn't tell my mom everything, but I told my dad everything. I always felt awkward talking about girl. I could never talk 
well, with yeah. my mom about girls. Well, I was going to ask, do you feel like with your kids, do you feel like certain ones talk to you, buddy, about stuff, and then other ones talk to Lisa about stuff? And then it's like, when you guys have pillow talk, it's like, okay, fill me in on I don't Carlo. Know. I, think, I think each of our kids are different. I think my daughter talks to me. Yeah. Definitely. Um, talks to me, too. I have a great relationship yeah, with Yeah, I think our oldest son is just very private in general. Mm-hmm. I don't well, think he'll say much. Talking to me more than you. Yeah, but he's there. still more quiet. I don't think he tells you everything. That's actually a Marco child talks trait. to both of us. Marco is an open book. <laughs> Marco, if you want, if you, if you want, the, if you want, if you want the, uh, if you want the juice from anyone, go to Marco. Okay, yeah, he's the Russian spy. He can't spy. hold it in. Really? He we, just... call, we call him the Russian spy. Oh, okay. He's the KGB. That's yeah. Cute. And Carlo, oh, yeah. he's innocent. He yeah. he like feels guilty if he doesn't tell you something. Yeah, he's young still though. Yeah. yeah. So they're so different, but I think that you know, I think they're we're pretty open with them. Yeah, yeah, Lisa's open. Lisa would talk to her kids a lot more about like just sex, and I would. I'm very ne- blunt. Listen, mm-hmm. I was. I mean, I would never have a, a conversation. Well, my like never in a million years it would have never happened. It just was different, you know. I I guess you just and I talk to your mother about that. And I made it a point not to make my kids feel awkward talking to me about it. But you see, I thought your mom was more liberal with sex talking about it as we got older. Well, I was gonna say, was your mom very straight with you? Because then. As Not we got younger. older, like, when, when we were younger, it was like taboo. Yeah. It was just like, no. Yeah. But but it's crazy because knowing the way my mom raised me to the way she is now, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Completely night and she day. She won't admit that. Yeah. <laughs> you get her in here, she'll never admit it's that. It's night and day. <laughs> it's true. That's but, always uh, how it goes, though. It changes. Listen, it is what it is. Different generations. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone does the best of their ability. Yep. Oh, for sure. So, any fan questions this week? Um, I actually have an email about it's a husband and wife scenario. That oh. would be good. Now the buddy joined if you want. So, it's called Separate Bedrooms. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know this question, but I'm all for it. Hey, are you? Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'll tell you why okay. after you read the well, question. Well, you might have a similar... I, I thought this was interesting because it might be similar to to either life how it used to be or is now. So, okay. It says, Dear Cuz, my husband, and, my husband just got promoted to shift manager three weeks ago. That means his 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. shift has now been switched from 4 a.m. to noon. He isn't a morning person at all, so most mornings he'll start huffing and puffing as soon as the alarm goes off, and he will instantly turn on our light and very loudly start looking for his work clothes. I have asked him several times to put clothes out the night before, and he has yet to do so. I have also asked him to not turn the light on or be super loud. After all, when I worked at 5 a.m., I made sure to be respectful of him sleeping and quiet. So yesterday morning, when he got up at 3 a.m. and flipped on the light, I grabbed my stuff and I went to the guest room. He came in and asked what I was doing. I told him that since he was being loud and it was bright, that I will be staying in the guest room from now on because he can't respect when I'm sleeping. He made a comment about the light will only be on for five minutes, which is not true. He turns the light on, finds his clothes, and goes takes a shower without turning the light off. If I turn the light off, he'll come back in after the shower and turn it back on again to grab his socks and put on his shoes. Instead of understanding, he just got angry, mainly because he is not a morning person and he doesn't like dealing with anything in the morning. So while he was at work yesterday, I moved all my stuff into the guest room. Last night, he practically begged me to sleep in the bedroom and promised to let me sleep. Well, I did. And this morning, he flips on the light again. (laughs) And I sit up and I said, are you kidding me? And he says, I'm being quiet, as if that was the only issue. 
So I went to the guest room again and locked the door. I told him I was staying in there from now on, despite his efforts to sway me. He thinks I'm overreacting. Is it wrong for me to move my stuff to the guest room after my husband refuses to stop turning the light on at 3 a.m.? I just want to sleep in peace. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) She has all the right to have a good night's sleep. I mean, come on. You know how precious sleep is. I, if I, I don't mean, get enough I sleep, right, I'm cranky. So, so so again, people who don't know me, <laughs> okay, I'm a problem solver. Okay. That the, Honestly, that's why I feel like I'm successful. If you tell me your problems, I fix them. Okay. So Let's I don't hear this theory. Sh- yeah, I'm curious. My theory is, is that he should put his work clothes into the guest room. And if there's a shower in the guest room, Mm -hmm. when he wakes up at three in the morning, he should get out of bed and go into the guest room, shower, do his thing and leave. Because that's the right thing to do. You know, I agree with you, babe. I I, I think that that, that's fair. I 100% agree with you. Because, Because, again, even if he turns the light on for five minutes, you what if you're up now? I mean, that's. Like, it sounds like, like that's what happens. Yeah, that would happen but, to but, me. but then you you can't fall back to sleep, or mm-hmm. you know, I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. Like the other night, just coincidentally, the the ring went crazy yeah. on 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 her phone. Oh, and like it was, the doorbell. It was yeah. going ring, 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 ring. So we woke up, and now I'm like, oh my god, did someone try to get in? Right. And yeah. I'm looking through the cameras. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this, and 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 by I was all amped up. I laid in bed. I couldn't sleep for three hours. Mm-hmm. I was like from two in the morning till five, and then I'm up at six. Yeah, I, I had the worst day because yeah. you know. So if you don't get your sleep, then that's I'm nasty. Sucks. If I don't yeah. sleep, I am nasty. I have no mm-hmm. problem admitting it. But separate bedrooms, in my opinion, you know, sometimes some people like to hog the sheets. Or some people like to sprawl out in bed. Mm-hmm. He's talking about himself, mind oh, okay. you. He's not talking about me. You're the sheet hogger? He's got... My husband has restless leg syndrome. Mm. Okay? okay? It's a disease. And yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something. It is so bad that sometimes he kicks me so hard on my shins that I've had to put pillows to separate us. Really? That's yeah. the first issue. Yeah. The second issue is the snoring. Well, that's that's a lot of couples. Actually, would probably have the same thing. Of like, so my partner my snores, theory, I can't sleep. Well, I'm a tortured man, so I have restless <laughs> I have, Okay. I have restless leg syndrome. So wait, I have I have I a flip, fix. I flip, I turn. I, I, I'm, wait, I'm, for I'm, snoring? Well, for in general. Oh, okay. My fix is you start off in the same bed. Mm-hmm. You cuddle, you whatever, do your thing. After it's all done, I get my pillow and I go sleep in the other room. Mm. And I'll see you in the morning. Or two separate beds if the bedroom's big enough. No, I'll still hear you snoring. Do you know how loud you snore? Yeah, snoring stuff. I don't ever I don't ever hear it. I've recorded him and then I show him the next day. He's like, that's not me. Yeah. And who the hell is it? Yeah. Then, you know, sometimes because uh, we have that bed that goes up and down. Sometimes just, it's yeah. so bad that I'll really slowly put the head up just a little bit. So he stops snoring. And helps. then like he wakes up. He's like, what? What? I'm like, I can't take your snoring anymore. <laughs> or sometimes you'll hit me. Sometimes like I'll literally like hit yeah, him. Yeah, like wake him up. And then I'll pretend to be sleeping and he'll like jump up. He's like, what? 
and I, I'll say nothing because you know, I don't want him to know that I woke him up. Uh, and I know it's her, and then I rest his leg yeah. right back. <laughs> but it's just, it gets so bad sometimes, depending on how much work he's got mm-hmm. at work and how stressed he is. Depends on like type People of story don't realize he has. how much your day has to do with your snoring. It so does. I mean, yeah, it does. It so does. It definitely does. Well, but, not even snoring, but like just there's days where you come home so tired. Like if I'm overtired, I will literally shake and my my legs will be flying around and I'll do really? flips. Literally. And literally. I can't fall asleep because I'm so wound up. And then sometimes in his sleep, he actually feels like how he kicks me so hard that he'll wake up at his sleep and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. Go like it wakes you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grab my pillow. I'll stomp out of the room. Oh my I'll God. go sleep in the other bed. Mm. It's like, where are you going? I'm like, I need to sleep. What don't you understand? I mean, I know I, just because with comedy, I know a couple comedians, they're married and they come home so late. So they have kind of the opposite of like, they come homely and it's waking their partner up when they get into the bed that they actually have done separate bedrooms and they're like it's actually been great (laughs) yeah yeah, but it but it's it partly depends on personality though a lot of people like that cuddle at night with your partner which i understand and it's she's not a cuddler you're not not? i'm a cuddler she's not a cuddler (laughs) that's most she's not she's not a cuddler well at least uh i don't do what i used to do years ago oh let's not get into that i think that's tmi oh, okay <laughs> tmi i mean i don't think separate bedrooms are a bad thing but it's hard when it sounds like her husband wants her in the bed and, and that's fine and the, the yeah. compromise should be put his clothes in the guest room they have a guest room so that he could do that well, if who puts the sh- clothes in the guest room though he should. He does. He does. You he say does. him because she she yeah. suggested that and she no, was also again, annoyed he but, wouldn't but get but his outfit got, together. But he's got he's get his work clothes. Right. Like you know you're going to work so you kind of know your outfits. It's not like you're you don't have to have all your clothes there, but you know the the yeah. I mean look, I'm lucky. I wear the same thing to work every day, so mm-hmm. it was my work clothes. I know what it is. But if he puts some work clothes in there, then he just goes and. Uh, if there's another shower, shower in the other shower. Yeah, or wherever there's another shower. Yeah, go into that room to get dressed. But yeah. but I think that's another annoyance. Is she's like, he's not putting the outfit together either. Yeah. Because it sounds like they have a master bath, and she's like, just take the outfit, go in there, yeah. shut the door. Like, yeah, no, but the thing know? is, is if all the clothes, if he puts his clothes in the guest room, then that's fine. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree. But I'm like, it's just, it's another part on top of it that I, I think the idea will work, but then it might be a debate of like, honey, can you put my clothes <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yep. yep, it's it's but, called it's called selective hearing. And yeah, playing stupid. Mm-hmm. It's an old it's an old husband trick. Oh, I know. Years. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I hope they figure it out. That's yeah. You'll make it work somehow. So, any think, other good questions? I mean, I didn't know if you guys wanted to wrap or you wanted to do another one. Do one more question and then I'm gonna go to bed. All right, let's do let's do a little dating one. How's that? Yeah, we like dating. Okay, mom's reaction. What's up, cuz? Well, I have a situation with my brother and his girlfriend. They've been dating for one year. Here's the situation. My brother is younger than his girlfriend. She's five years older than him. And my brother is planning to tell and introduce my mom to her. I don't know how my mom will react when she hears about the age difference. What would you do if it was your daughter or your son? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. From Izzy. Well, I need to know, first of all, how old 
It's a cougar. How oh. old are, is he? Like, are we talking about a 20-year-old male? Or are we talking know. about she a 30-year-old say. male? Because that matters. If you think about it, mm-hmm. if, you know, he's 20 years old and she's 25, that could be a little awkward, especially because males tend to mature at a lot slower pace than females. Hate to be their, you know, reality oh, yeah. check. You're not wrong. Um, but if he's 30 and she's 35, believe it or not, that's kind of better because at 30, <laughs> I feel like guys are starting to mature where girls are there already. So that could kind of go, if that makes sense. I feel like in their twenties, the guys are a little young. I don't think that five years is, is, is crazy. Um, I think if they're happy and they're in love and they're a good couple, like if there's, if there's other signs that you know she's not the right one then it's different but to me is you know whether the guy is older or the girl is older um you know i think five years is a is a, is a good range i mean again uh, depends if, on how old they are again are we well, talking teenagers yeah, are we still... talking you know early 20s well either age i'd say for me i think it's a little weird or not great if one person is still in college and the other person is out of college. Yeah. And kind of same thing of like, yeah, if you go teenager and young 20s, that's high school, young 20s. It's just because it's different phases of life. Yeah, like for instance, look look at your sister Mary and Joe. Mary's older than Joe, but you would never see that age difference because they kind of met when they were in their 30s. So yeah, no, I don't uh, think that's weird. No, right. I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like if he's 20 years old... You know, and she's twenty five. There could be a different, you know, yeah, he could be stages a, of he life. Could, he could be a mature twenty. I mean, you know, it depends on where it is. I, I I don't find it if if they're a good match. I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad idea. I am a little concerned that they're dating for a year and he hasn't brought her home to the family. Well, I listen, mean, that, that's, that's a, a little, cultural thing. That, that's, that's, yeah. Italians, that's, you meet quick. Yeah, I, I guess, but. I mean, again, whether it was, you know, uh, like a long-term girlfriend or whether it's just a friend or someone you're dating, for me, I would want to meet who my kids are with Mm -hmm. just because I want to know what's going on in their lives. You know, and and again, if my son brought home a, a girl who was five years older and she was, you know, nice and... They had chemistry and and everything. The boxes were checked right. You know why not? Do, doesn't matter to me. You gotta. If there's one thing I learned in life, you don't judge people on age. You don't judge people on sex. You don't judge them on race, religion. You judge people on how they treat you. Mm-hmm. My dad told me a long time ago. Respect is something that. You can't buy, you can't get because you're my son. Respect is something you have to earn. And um, I I feel like when you meet somebody, it's a blank slate. And if they're nice, you be nice. If they're a dick, you be a dick. You know, what <laughs> I mean, it's really kind of the way I've always lived my life. How How would you handle, though, if the mom doesn't have a great reaction? Let's say not in front of they, yeah. when they meet the person. Let's say that she meets the girlfriend, the girlfriend leaves, and the mom's not happy. Well, again, at the end of the day, you know, 
not that you don't want to make your mom unhappy, but there becomes a thing where you don't have to go to bed with her at night. This is the lady who you want to be with or the man you want to be with. It's up to you. You know, us as parents, all we could do is point out things, right? Like like if my daughter or my son was dating someone who I thought was not the right person for them, I might point out, hey, listen, you guys are opposites or, you know, she did this or he did this or, or you know, faults. But inevitably, if you try to say you can't date this person or you have to you have to stay away from this person because it is, I think that that draws them more to the person. Right. I think you have to kind of point it out and let them make their own decisions. You want to give them that that freedom, you know, and, and you have to know how much and what to say. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear a certain critique of themselves or of someone they love. So you got to be very, you have to do it in a gingerly way. But I also think that, you know, you, you got to You got to say what you feel. Well, that's what therapy is. The therapist doesn't point it out to you. They get you to like see it for yourself. So I think it's kind of the same in this scenario of almost like, yeah, if there's certain things, because I mean, no one's perfect, right? No person is perfect. So it's like, no matter who you end up with, there's going to be good things about them. There's going to be bad things about them. So I think almost going the route of like, yeah, certain things are never going to change. So like, if you're fine with, you know, this way being how they are and it being forever, then that's fine. But you can't go into something thinking like that person's going to really change. And the other thing is too, is, is as we get older in life, we get more mature. Um, marriage is a two way street. You're going to have to love certain things about your partner and you're going to have to adapt certain things. Like, you know, it's, you got to give and take. You know, it's like, take family, for instance. I've always treated my wife's family the way I want her to treat mine. So when when I met my, my wife's family, I treated them like they were my own. They won. There was no, like, you know, any difference between my sister and her sister or, or whatever. And, and And she did the same, you know, because a lot of times people fight over family you know and and honestly we have a we have a, a funny saying too is is when we when we have something with the family like yeah you're right my family's crazy this one's nuts whatever you, you gotta admit it but it's our family it's what you do you know you can't sit there and try to stick up for for something stupid mm. you know and you gotta know what and how to pick your battles right babe yep <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening to him you know. Philosophize over here Philosophize a little bit. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this episode though So thanks for joining us for a oh, little bit, buddy Thanks Thank guys, you. till yeah. next time We'll see you guys next Peace. week Peace Bye Bye